It's the week of January 14th, and this is MASHCAST number 77. Another episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jared, and I'm here with staff writer and podcast host Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yes, this is uh, Mashcast number 77. We're just going to hop right on into it. Nick, what you been playing? Um, actually, I haven't been playing WoW this week. I haven't had, uh, had time for various reasons, but I have been playing uh, Legends of Grimrock. Uh, which is the uh, they came out I think late last year. It's a a, a dungeon crawler. Uh, you control a party of four. Uh, you uh, you're ostensibly thrown into a dungeon with pretty much nothing, and you have to sort of work your way. I guess it's sort of like a tower or a mountain. You're thrown into a dungeon at the top of a mountain. You have to work your way down uh, to the exit. Um, it's a very old school kind of game. It feels uh, a lot reminds me a lot of uh, NetHack and some of the Rogue games, except. In you know in 3D, it's it's a first person game. It's first person, but you control four people. So I'm I'm not really sure if it's like fourth person. I'm not sure how to describe that. But uh, um, no, it, it's uh, it's very. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a lot deeper than it seems at first. Um, and I'm there's a you know you've you've got the, your standard rogue mage uh, warrior classes. You've got a few different races. You've got minotaurs uh, or taurin as I like to call them, um, or uh, your lizard men or your uh, your insectoids. Uh, so you know each each of them excels. You know at a, uh, the the the, the, the minotaurs are uh, are your warriors. The lizard men are your rogues. Uh, the insectoids are your mages. Um, and as you go through, you collect gear and you, you skill everybody up. It's got a, it's, uh, the skill system is very similar to like a D and D type system. Um, and there's, it's, it's, it's not as much, it's really, it's really, it's a puzzle game. Um, the combat, there is combat there, but that's mostly to break it up. And, and some of the combat is actually part of the puzzle. Um, there was one, uh, level that's not too far in where I was playing, uh, and I came across a party of four skeletons. And my guys are nowhere. It's too early in the game for my guys to be anywhere near strong enough to take out four skeletons at once. And the interesting thing is, like the like your group moves in, a, in like four by four or, or two by two, like flanking, like uh, or two by two positioning, where you you go and basically you go square by square. Like the map is a giant grid, and so you see this this group of four skeletons also at a two by two moving on the same squares. And so it's kind of funny to watch them moving in perfect formation after you because you can only assume that you look the same way. But uh, you know they came out and they they attacked me and they kicked my ass the first time and I was a little surprised because I'm thinking like I can't kill these guys. And then I remembered uh, there was like a trap door a few rooms back, and so I had to you know I, I had to you know, get the skeletons to come after me and then like lead them over to the trap door and then trigger the trap door when they were standing on it to get in the fall. And so it was sort of an interesting mix of combat with puzzles at the same time. 
and you know I'm still fairly early in. I think I'm on the third floor. I don't know how many floors there are, um, but the pl- puzzles do seem to be getting deeper. There's lots of secrets. You're clicking on a lot of, you know, you're looking for sort of the little loose tile and some brick walls and stuff. Um, so I'm 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 still getting into it, but I'm I'm it's it, it, it's getting better as it goes along. It's it's I mean it was it was good to begin with, but I I am enjoying it very much. Oh, okay, and this week you've played No Wow, right? That uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've played since uh, since we recorded last week. I've uh, it's been a bit of a busy week for me uh, with some other stuff going on. So you're Nick's doppelganger. You're not pretty actually much. Nick. I, I, yeah, pretty much. I don't, I, I'm, I'm clean shaven since since you know Nick has facial hair, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to go back to my home dimension soon. Ah, okay. Yeah, actually, it's a little weird for me this week too because uh, usually I have like a a pretty a pretty large list of games I try to play and, and dive into, but honestly, I just really haven't had a lot of time to play um, a bunch of other stuff. You know, I, I, of course, I've, I've my my StarCraft game, which I do want to say one thing about StarCraft this week uh, because something happened. But you know, besides StarCraft, the only other game that I played was Dishonored. I finally started playing that again. Uh, and as I continue to play the game, I really appreciate the options they give you and without telling you their options. Like, I'm pretty sure you can go through the entire game, which you know, I haven't beat it yet, but I'm pretty sure you can go through the entire game without killing anyone. Like, you do not, like, your targets, you don't have to kill them. Like, the first target I, I went up, I, well, I had to get, I there were, like, three or four different ways for me to kill this guy. And I uh, I didn't kill him, and in the end I actually uh, wound up um, marking him with an like with an emblem on his face and leaving him alive as opposed to killing him. Um, but um, yeah, like even the guys I'm after right now, I've already found my the major objective that I was sent to find there in this particular location. I found the objective already, and I can leave. I don't have to go kill the two guys they want me to kill as well. I could leave them alive. But, you know, leaving people alive or not killing anyone has its consequences as well. Uh, There was one side quest that I saw, uh, well, that I had, where this woman wanted me to save her cousin or something like that. And the only way for me to save her cousin, uh, to my knowledge, was to kill this guy or maybe i'm even wrong about that maybe i could have just knocked him out either way i beheaded the guy that was going to kill her cousin because um you know he was going to try to trick him and stab him in the back and i got to the guy before um uh before he could do it so i don't know maybe now nah, that has me thinking like maybe i didn't have to kill that guy after all but it's very like you know every kill that you do in the game is like why are you killing this person like oh, i'm sorry go ahead nick well, I was going to say, there's, there, I actually read an article, and I, I should have mentioned this because maybe we could have even talked about this a little bit more later, but uh, there's actually an article that one of the developers talks about um, how they, they tried to you know, give you the option of you know, being able to sort of play the game with, if not no kills, at least a minimal number of kills, that they didn't want violence to be your first choice of solution. And the premise of the article is fundamentally that he's saying that, if, that to, to, 
to summarily ban violent video games, um, which I think we'll, we'll get into a little bit later as well. But to summarily ban that is a bit heavy-handed because video games can be used as a teaching tool. And when you have a game that gives somebody a choice to go ahead and actually flat-out kill everybody or to actually approach, this, approach it and try to play out the situation, um, you know, it, that can sort of teach people. Because he actually had an interesting anecdote um, where there's the one level. I don't know if you've gotten there yet or not, but it's the Masquerade Party. No. And... Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to spoil too much of it, um, but basically the premise is you show up at this masquerade party and you, you, you're not supposed to, because again, it's one of those games where it's not like you're supposed to do anything in a certain way, but it's designed ostensibly for you to you know, show up at this party and sort of have to sleuth your way through and, and look for clues and figure out, uh, because since everybody's wearing masks, you don't know who your target is. And uh. so you have to kind of figure out, you know, figure out who the target is. And then once you figure out the target, then you have to decide what, how you want to deal with them and, and proceed from there. And so they were watching somebody play through the game and they get to the masquerade level and they just start slaughtering everybody. Um, and they just arbitrarily kill everybody at the party. And he was a little shocked because, I mean, fundamentally, that's not how they intended for it to go. But it was a perfectly viable solution because like halfway through in killing everybody, he killed the target. <laughs> right. So it was successful. And so, you know, and, and you know, and the, the other point that he made that I thought was interesting um, was he talked about how some of the reviews of the game mentioned um, that it was sort of like the, 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 the choice between killing everybody or actually trying to, you know, not, or not, not kill everybody, kind of use, use your stealth to sort of play the, the quote unquote right way. It was sort of, it was sort of that. It was sort of like you can either play for fun or you can play to be correct. And it was almost like everybody was sort of, you know, imposing an implied morality upon the game that he didn't necessarily put there. But I think we're so used to, I mean, you look at a lot of games, um, you know, I think like the Bioware games, you know, with their Renegade Paragon or their, uh, you know, the Light Side, Dark Side from the Old Republic games, where, you know, you've got choices in one direction or another that, you know, we're so used to kind of like everything being graded on a scale. It's easy to kind of look at, you know, filter every game through that. But, you know, he really wasn't trying to do that. And yet here we were doing it anyway. So, yeah, I think I can kind of explain that because um, he's right. Like you really, it doesn't tell you. It's not like Mass Effect where it's like, hit, you know, do, you know, it'll show you you're going this choice for Paragon, this choice for Renegade. Uh, oh, the the first guy that I uh, marked as opposed to killing it tells you you can go non-lethal if you want to, but these two guys like I it does not tell me anything about them. Like once I got the target, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but once I got the target and I headed to this door, like I could leave and not go and kill those guys. So you do have the option, but I think I think a lot of people are like. You can play for fun and slaughter everybody, or you can play the right way, because there's a distinct difference in how in, in difficulty when you do one or the other. Um, basically, if you just go through and slaughter everybody, it's a very easy game to play. The game is not difficult to play when you just go through and kill everybody, when you don't care, care about tripping alarms, when you don't care about being stealthy, when you're just as long as you're not like running into like a turret. Or just an overly over overly sized group, you can just kill everybody. Not to mention, like you know, you won't get detected if you're killing everybody. The only thing it will do, though, it increases the amount of rats in the area, which can uh, come back and bite you in the ass. However, do, do, wait, do, sorry, do the rats actually bite you in the ass? Uh, I would imagine so. <laughs> once once you know, they get you on the ground, but 
um, the thing about it, if you try to play stealthily, it is a much more difficult game. And it's even more difficult if you don't kill anybody. And then it's even more difficult if you don't knock out anybody, because you have those options too. Like one, um, in one of the places I was at, there was this lady, um, it was actually, it was a cat house. And, uh, or, uh, it was a, I guess what's the word for it? Yeah, it's a cat house. Whatever. Um, and she has a key I need. So I was able to sneak behind her and I had a couple options. I could kill her, I could knock her out, or I could just take the key. You know? And so I just took the key and left. She didn't know anything about it. So the thing is, like, I didn't know if I took the key, if she was gonna, like, reach for it later and then raise hell or not. You know, you, you don't know. It's just a very open game, but it is so much easier to play like play through it killing everybody but isn't but i mean if if we know that people tend to choose the path of least resistance if killing is the easy way to go forward i mean isn't that uh, i mean it I, i'm i'm not trying to say this is what the developers were trying to say because i think it was it was kind of clear that the developers is, is already getting sort of their um I know if, I, I, it's joe houston was the designer that uh, that was commenting on this um but uh, you know, it, it already seems that, that you know, with with any work of art, what the artist intended and what I, people actually get from it can be very different. But I, I, I almost wonder, like, if you to sit there and kind of say like violence isn't the right way, but it's the easy way. It's, uh, it, it, you know, I, I think fundamentally it almost seems like what they wanted to do was have like you know, like stealth is the challenge mode. Like stealth is, you know, that's that's the hardcore way without necessarily upping the difficulty of the game. We're giving you a more difficult way to play. But I feel like the end. Res- sort of the corollary to that then is like oh you have a problem you need something just use force and take it instead of actually trying to you know sort of work with the situation yeah i guess so the thing is like you know you would definitely kick up way more dust if you just go around like killing somebody because you know if you you know people they'll call in for backup people will hear things you know like i've accidentally dropped a body too close to somebody else you know, and they heard it. They heard the thud, and they came looking for me. So it's very it actually. It's a very open game, and, and now that I'm thinking about it in that way, it's it's actually kind of piqued my interest again. I want to continue to play through it because um, now the thing is, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, what's going to happen when I leave all these people alive? You know, because that's I. It is. The, I would like to play it the most challenging way, which is uh, minimal knockouts where you are try to knock out nobody, just sneak around. No deaths and no not triggering any alarms. You know that's what I would like to do, but I don't know if you know how possible that's going to be. I can't remember if I asked you this. I think last week or two weeks ago when you first mentioned Dishonored, but how does that compare from a stealth game perspective to Mark of the Ninja? Uh, Mark of the Ninja definitely because now Mark of the Ninja is that that is the primary gameplay. It is stealth. But, like, I mean, it's a good stealth game. Uh, you have some good stealth options in Dishonored. But Mark of the Ninja is definitely more, like, it's definitely more more about, about stealth and confusion and, you know, misleading your enemy and stuff like that. Mark of the Ninja is definitely the better one. Cool. So, yeah, but besides Dishonored, like I said, I, I was playing StarCraft and, um, I don't know, like, the season, the new season started the beginning of January, and I I think there was a problem with placement, and the reason I'm saying that is because I'll be in a match, 
and I, right now I'm playing 3v3, I'm, I'm in platinum. So I'm, I'll be in a match, and I'll be teamed up with some people who are just doing some sh- stuff that is so stupid. They're just doing things that are so dumb. Like I'm like, am I getting placed with people and like gold or silver? Like stuff that just like doesn't make any sense to me. And then I get out of the match, whether we win or lose, and I look and they're like diamond league or sometimes master league, and I'm just like. A diamond and master higher for those that don't know than the platinum way it goes is bronze silver gold platinum diamond master and i'm just like i don't understand how these people are made it to these leagues playing like that like i had a guy who was tearing in eight minutes into the game he had three barracks no marines and like two marauders eight minutes into the game I don't understand. Like, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I think there's a problem with placement, and hopefully it gets it gets filtered out because there's no way these guys should be in those leagues, and they should not be in a league higher than me <laughs> this, at this point. There is not any kind of hacking going on, is there? Because I mean, something to this like me when you when you have somebody who's you know I guess diamond, you know, should clearly be an advanced player. If they're doing something so just fundamentally wrong it either it, it suggests to me like either there's some kind of maybe like wind swapping going on or something or or maybe like their account was hacked and so somebody's intentionally trying to tank it so that they can raise you know another account up but a comparison or something along those lines it, it's something definitely sounds amiss it's, it's i don't think that's that's happening like there's really no reason to hack somebody's starcraft account and and tank them. It's not like, uh, especially in a three v three. Like in a three v three, like seriously, nobody takes three v three all that serious. Like, I don't play one v ones because I mean I can watch them, but when I play them, I get bored. I get really bored. I used to play two v twos, but I'm actually finding three v threes to be more fun to play. Um, but nobody like you know three v threes aren't a huge competitive thing. Like if you want to be huge, hugely competitive in the StarCraft, you play one v ones. You know, so I don't really don't see why somebody would tank three v threes. Now, think about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, does your one v one rating affect your three v three rating? So would you be like, if you're diamond in one v one, would you then also be diamond in three v three, or is that separate? No, that's separate. The see the thing is like, like let's say okay, they have one rating that you see, and you'll see that in your rank. Like like right now, I'm ranked number one platinum in my division. Okay. And there's another rating that you never see. And this is how they determine kind of how to put you into different leagues and who to place you with. Because, you know, like, I, I had a... You only get one placement match, right? Um, and so I messed up my placement match. I actually got put into gold for the first two weeks of, of the season. And after my first couple matches in gold... I they stand, they stopped placing me with gold people and started placing me with platinum. And then after a couple days after that, they started f- putting me up against diamond and platinum players. So I knew I was going to get moved up. It was just a matter of time. And I finally got moved up, and now I'm doing diamond and master league. But there's like another system that they have underneath that that the players never see. And I'm pretty sure the system has a. Uh, like it has like a memory, like okay, this guy was platinum last season, so let's place him with these guys in this first fight and see how he does, and we'll place him from there. So it's it's almost like it's handicapping you. Like you were so good, we're gonna put you with these jackasses, and then we'll see how you do. 
almost, and that's it's messed up. Like I, today, I had a match where I played. It was me, uh, like me being platinum, and two gold players versus three master league players, and it said they were slightly favored. So something, something's off. So, it's, so did you guys beat the spread then? If it was only a slight favoring? No, we clung on for dear life for for a good twenty minutes, and then that was it. Are you learning anything about like leadership from this as far as like trying to tell these people what to do or is there even any communication between the three of you? There's communication, but then it's like I'm busy building my own shit. I don't have time to look at your base and tell you what to do. It'd be different if we were like a team, like a real team, like me and two of my friends went to StarCraft and we had a team and we were doing that. That's one thing. And you know, voice communications, like you can help out better then, but you know, I have to go to the base, look, start typing. And then be like, do this, place this here, do this upgrade. No, I have my own army that I need to build. Not to mention, I play Zerg, and Zerg is, is it, Zerg is pretty is a pretty vulnerable race. You know, we don't have the shields like the Protoss, or you know, we don't get anti-air very quickly. We don't have the walls like the Terran. Like it's a very, it's a pretty vulnerable race. I mean, no, no, get me wrong, I love playing Zerg, and there are tons of advantages, but you kind of have to watch yourself, you know. You have to attack and defend like simultaneously. It's it's awesome being Zerg, but still, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's just weird, but yeah, those are only two games I really had a chance to play. I want to get into some Halo Four. I want to get back into Halo Four because I want to beat the game. Every time I play Halo Four, I play. I'm 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 just stuck there. Especially the last session I had, it was awesome. But you know what my biggest problem is? turning on my xbox 360 that is like when i look over and i look between my two consoles i'm like okay i'm gonna play some halo for mike you know what i'm gonna turn on my ps3 and play something on that instead you know and i guess kind of speaking of ps3 recently there was some news regarding uh the playstation 3's sales did, did you just segue into a topic i just did segue into a topic Ah, and I didn't even realize I wasn't. That wasn't the plan, actually. <laughs> ah, that's it's fine because I ruined it by doing the thing we always do, where we point out that we just segued. Oh uh, yes, you did. So yes, I did. Somebody had to do it. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty standard. That's consistent, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, so the PS3 has pulled ahead in sales over the Xbox 360, and in in the North America, it's it's pretty much over. The Xbox 360 outsold the PS3. But on a worldwide scale, uh, after this Christmas, uh, total PS3 sales are over 77 million. Where, um, oh, actually, sorry, it's approximately 77 million at the end of this holiday season, uh, compared to 76 million Xbox 360s worldwide. So uh, coming out a year late and at a high price point, they finally uh, caught up and uh, overcame. It would seem. Yeah, but that's, I mean, I guess it's just because it, they just crossed that threshold, but it seems pretty close. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily declare anybody a winner in that. It sounds, I mean, pretty much it sounds like a split market. I mean, that's like saying, you know, looking at like the popular vote that, you know, Obama is, is you know, clearly, you know, the favored, uh, you know, elect politician. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, I mean, he did, you know, they have the majority, but it's re it's not, it seems like it's pretty, you know, it's pretty evenly split. People like their Playstations and they like their Xboxes. Oh, yeah, it is. It is definitely evenly split. I'm not saying one or the other 
is winning. I mean, we still have at least a year left to see who won this generation. <laughs> I hope not at least a year. I hope we have eight months, maybe nine months tops. <laughs> I'll say we have at least a, a year left because we we're talking about new games coming out in August for these platforms. And I'm pretty sure at E3, I don't know, maybe not. Because what do we know of any next gen games that are scheduled to come out? Like besides Call of Duty, uh, <laughs> that are scheduled to come out during the holiday season. I can't think of any. No. Uh, so maybe E3 would be like, oh yeah, PS4 and Xbox, whatever, well, coming I, out in November, and here's all the games for it. Well, well that's that's how it's going to have to be because I, I mean, at this point, you nobody's going to announce like, oh hey, we've working on this for the PlayStation Four because aren't technically everybody's officially denying the existence of even the dev kits. Yeah, sure. So yeah, so we can't, you know, we can't, nobody's going to say nothing about that. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean. It is a split market. Seventy-seven million versus seventy-six million is not that big of a deal. But if you want to get technical fanboys, <laughs> you know, right now the the PlayStation Three is selling more uh, PlayStation. You know, they're selling. They're, they've outsold the three hundred and sixty on a world on a worldwide scale. Um, and I, you know, I, honestly, I think it's because the United States, like people in the United States, are finally buying more PS threes. Because everybody has 360s. Well, except Nick. <laughs> no, no but that, that, that makes sense, though, is that the 360 saturated the market here. And at this point, I mean, the consoles are as cheap as they're going to get, you know, until the next generation is released. So, yeah, there's not, you know, the barrier to having two consoles in your house is, is as low as it's going to be for the time being. So, yeah. Exactly. And when you pick up a PS3, like I was just talking to one of my friends about this. I was like, if you pick up a PlayStation 3 now... You have a ton of awesome games that are exclusive to PlayStation 3 that you can get into at this point. Ton of them. So, like, if you're, you know, if you're all Xbox 360'd out, get a PlayStation 3, dude. You will not regret it. You know? I still still wonder, though, if, uh, you know, because as somebody who doesn't own a 360, um, you know, and and really, I, I, on, on the 360, I can't think there's there are really any games that I felt super compelled to play. But I've always kind of had the stance that if there's any game that I wanted for Xbox, usually it also comes out on PC. So I'll just get it there. And I wonder if that maybe, you know, overall in the grand scheme of things, if that couldn't have you know cost them the less than a million or whatever the heck the difference is as far as uh, keeping them in the lead in that case. Hey, you know, you're right because the reasons to get a PS3 over Xbox 360, if you have to make the choice, are different. Like PlayStation Three, their first party titles, they 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 have the lock on first party titles. They are they definitely have the best first party titles. You don't get a three sixty first first party titles unless you are a super Halo fanboy, or you are a Gears fanboy, or you like Forza. But even if you like Forza, I mean, you could probably get into Gran Turismo, you know. So that's that's kind of goes either way. But I mean, people get the Xbox three sixty primarily because of the online. Beyond to be honest with you, that's you know, well, that and, you know, when it first came, when the PS3 first came out, it was just expensive, <laughs> you know, but the Xbox 360, you know, the online still is better than PlayStation 3. I'll be honest with you, because, like, you know, even when I play something like uh, uh, PlayStation All-Stars on my PS3, um, sometimes you the, the way you lose connections and stuff like that, it's just way more frequent then uh it's just way more frequent than if i uh 
was playing on the 360. So 360 is more about online. Plus, you know, Xbox Live Arcade was very strong for a while. But now the now PSN, I I definitely feel that PSN has a stronger uh, downloadable game scene. How do we feel? And, I, and I, this almost feels like an unfair question because I, I asked something like this last week, and I, I, even like as I was asking, you got to hear myself slapping myself down in my head. Um, but I think one of the things is, is, is even going into this generation, we looked at sort of Microsoft as having, you know, they have Xbox Live, they have the established online content, and Sony coming out of the PS2 was still sort of fumbling to, uh, to introduce the PlayStation Network, and you know, Nintendo, you know, they really didn't. Even then, the me, the the the, the verse. I mean, that was it. Took them a while to get going there. It's like this. This generation was really the first generation where all three console vendors had sort of a distinct strategy for how to attack the online space. And I think Microsoft, whatever lead they had going into it, they've lost. And I wonder if. You know, uh, like you, you said just now, like basically, like you know, Sony, Sony's actually sort of, you know, the PSN is better than Xbox Live at this point, or at least it can be argued that it is. But do we feel like Nintendo and are they at all competitive in this? Or again, is it the kind of case like they're just not? They're, they, I shouldn't even be bringing them up because they're not even in the discussion. Uh, I don't think I, Nintendo as a company just does not appear to really care that much about online. Nintendo wants you and your friends to get together in front of one TV and play their games. That's what they want. Uh, now, not having a strong online system hurt them with the Wii. So I think they're definitely taking it more seriously this time around. But I'll be honest with you, the only things that they're probably going to offer, you know, they'll probably offer a better store, um, better online connectivity with the Nintendo network or the N network, whatever they're calling it. And um, I think that's, that's really... It, but they're not. They're not. I don't. I would not expect to see something like PlayStation Plus come out of you know come out of Nintendo or any of the other features that Xbox Live really has. That's just kind of like the way Nintendo deals with their games. You know, they want you to play together physically. <laughs> you know, they want you to physically be together. Now you've got me wanting to see Nintendo come out with the PlayStation Plus on, on the Wii U. So you can play all your favorite PlayStation 3 games on there. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> nah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It, it just, even now, me, I'm playing my PlayStation 3 way more than I'm playing my 360. I was just fucking talking about it. But, you know, 360, like, for if I was a big online console player... I'd probably still be playing 360 more. But because I'm not, because I enjoy single player for console games, it's about the single player for me. You know, that's why I have drifted toward the PS3, even though I love the Xbox 360 controller much better than the PlayStation controller. My monkey's not here. We're not getting into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, since we're talking about, you know, the PS3 and the 360. Uh, but something else that has come up very recently is the fact that uh, Microsoft is looking to replace um, Xbox Live voice chat with Skype. And I don't think that's happening. Like, I haven't seen anything that says that's happening on the 360. It looks like that's going to be in the next, you know, the next Xbox. It looks like. But I think that's kind of huge. You know? Is, like, it, is it something that they could roll into the current 360? Because I feel like I can't imagine they'd have a platform sort of split in that regard. Not that I guess, but then again, I guess they probably wouldn't have games 
sort of cross-platform games where, oh, I'm playing on my 360, oh, I'm playing on my my 720, so well, the, may, I guess it may not matter in that regard. You know what? For The thing is, like, it's not without a lot of some pain. I mean, everybody who has an Xbox Live account also has a Windows Live account, so that means you also have a Skype account now because it's all integrated together it, it honestly depends how the how it's coded into the 360 because if if the games that use the voice chat basically call on a hook on the xbox and microsoft can alter that hook you know where the games like older games so that older games don't need to you know change any code or anything like that then I think they could put into 360, but I would only imagine that older games would would we'd see some type of trouble. Like, oh, since the update, this doesn't work anymore. Or perhaps maybe they'll use both, or maybe it'll use like a legacy thing. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see an, the update very easily in theory being simple, but not uh, not working so well in application. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna try to force it onto the 360. We're so close to the next to the next generation of consoles that I, I really think that they are just gonna roll it into, um, you know, the next Xbox. But now, I mean, because for a while, actually, I forget when they implemented, but you you were able to use Windows Messenger to message people while they were on Xbox Live. You could be on your Windows phone and be able to message people while they're on Xbox Live. And now you can do voice chat like, oh, you know, let me check my Windows phone or, you know, actually, well, any any smartphone that has Skype and my, oh, you know, Cockbuster123 is online. Let me give him, let me see what he's doing. You know? Remind me to never pick up your phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that's what people call themselves on Xbox Live, right? All the thirteen-year-olds? Not in, not on my list. <laughs> Why are you friends with thirteen-year-olds? I'm not. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like Chris Hansen's going to be paying one of us a visit after this this uh, recording here. <laughs> Sit down. Take a seat right there. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think that, that, that's pretty huge. Like you know, Microsoft is finally uh, get the uh, not, I guess taking a you know a page from Apple to a degree. Like, they're finally using everything they have to create this huge ecosystem. And the thing is, the advantage that they have is that everybody's already using their stuff. You know? How difficult is it for you not to have a Windows Live account now? That's very true. Especially, I mean, even, uh, what is it? Like, my old Hotmail account. I've been grandfathered in for, since, like, 97. It's it's uh it's really no it's impressive that everything that you're listing on there and if it's one of those things like if if you if you're looking at everything from a pure system standpoint the way it's integrated it almost seems like yeah if if that was your only sort of decision to make as far as well do i want an xbox or a playstation overall i think xbox is way more cohesive i mean we've seen sony try i mean what the vita is not really a phone um right the you know the, there was what the x was it the xperia that they tried to the get going on play, some yeah. of the uh, some of the handhelds and that really didn't pan out so i mean but even then that was mostly just for gaming purposes it wasn't i mean microsoft's always had their eye 
like gaming was sort of a larger piece. And so for Sony, gaming is the piece. And so, yeah, it makes sense in the larger scheme of things that they'd want to, you know, not shoehorn because it is it is kind of a fit that they'd want to, you know, it makes sense. This is why they bought Skype, because it's that piece that allows, you know, it's the glue that allows them to tie everything together. And now now you've got this entire Microsoft environment and it all fits together because of Skype. Yeah, you know, now you can either you can send somebody a message on Xbox Live from your PC or your phone, or you can just straight up talk to them, or you know, you could be on Xbox Live and getting your ass kicked, and but hey, dude, you need to get the fuck in here, <laughs> you know, stop watching the porn, get on your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's good advice for everybody. But <laughs> stop watching porn, get on the Xbox. That's the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, but one one thing I, I've noticed is uh, there are commercials for Comcast where they show uh, people using, and it's not clear what, what device they're actually using uh, to do this, but they have like their TV hooked up with a video camera and they're skyping through their TV. So basically, they've got this giant, almost you know, practically a life size image of the person in front of them that they're talking to, and. Uh, I think it looks like it's the cable box that's running Skype in that case. Is there anything on the Xbox now that can do that, or is this something that's only coming in the future? Uh, where presumably with Connect, you'd be able to. Well, that's what I was going to say. Connect people. Connect. That's the Connect does it. Like, don't you remember the demo they showed at E3 with the chick, where she was conferencing with herself? She just put a wig on the other side. No, I tuned out. Was it this E3 or last E3? That was last E3. That was the E3 with the uh, with the fucking circus. I only remember Pitbull, and I don't even know what E3 that was. That? Ooh, what, man, when was that? <laughs> oh, man, I feel old. It's in the E3 void now. Like, all the E3s are just merging together <laughs> in my mind. But, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, like, the, the, um, the um, Connect... The camera on the Kinect can do that. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, you can video chat via Skype. But I'm pretty sure you can do that on your PS3 right now. If you've you, got you, the iToy. Yeah. Or, or, or well, the, the, well, the iToy's part of the move. But yeah, yeah. iToy's part of the move. Also, the Vita has Skype. That's how uh, I actually had to make a, a Skype call from the Vita one time. <laughs> Everybody that you Skype with on your Vita, they just see the view from your neck. The view from not if I put my face. Oh, yes, no, yeah. Cause, no, because you got it hanging from your neck. Remember? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember it. my Vita bling. V- yeah, your Vita bling. So uh, that's that's a Mashcast throwback. Yeah. Almost around this time of year because it's PAX. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. This is making us feel old. Yeah, it's making <laughs> us feel old. Yeah, but I, I, I can I, I I commend Microsoft for you know putting everything together like this and. You know, I I like that. I think that's gonna, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I don't think it's gonna turn me into an Xbox Live, you know, like a console online gamer. But you know, uh, you know, if I have friends, like they actually, because you know, with Windows Eight, the uh, you know they're gonna integrate, or I, I don't know if they have already, but integrate you know Xbox Live into Windows Eight itself, so you can see who's online, who's not online. Almost like having your Steam's friend, your, you know, your Steam's friend list, but you know it reaches past pc you know it's you know pc xbox phone whatever so you know you do now if if i have a friend that plays xbox live and they want to play like a co-op something i don't mind doing it but you won't catch me going just playing online and going into servers 
you know. Not not that this is at all logical or reasonable, but what you just said just made me think for a minute. If Steam suddenly offered online calling, would they be unstoppable? Would they be unstoppable? Yeah, because it almost feels like Steam is one of those sort of ubiquitous services that very slowly seems to be sort of growing well beyond the concept of a you know an online store for video games and i almost wonder if they had a service like skype mixed into it and i'm not saying that they do it well but then again they, if they were going to do it they would do it well which is to say they probably wouldn't do it but it almost seems like that might be the kind of thing that could launch them to the point where they would be rivaling or they might be able to begin to get an ecosystem that rivals microsoft especially if they have enough hardware partners to sort of start putting out all the different levels of uh, you know phone console and you know they're on everybody's pc anyway they're all, you know like they're almost as ubiquitous as windows in that regard i'm pretty sure you can do voice chat via steam is that what you're talking about yes and no um because it's it, you know, I mean, it, I think you're right. You can do that, but um, it's not like Skype. Everybody thinks like really my my interpretation of Skype is sort of like it's phone calls and and it's like Steam. It's like it's a video game store and and I think voice chat's very low on that regard. Whereas for Skype, because it's all you know, voice you know, voice you know, phones you know, phone calls being sort of you know, morphing into communications is a greater term. That's why it's able to be the glue for everything. Whereas with Steam, I'm thinking more of like what it could evolve into. So I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> maybe it depends. Like I don't know because you know, voice calling is not something that's so easy. Like I've seen, you know, games and other services that try to add like voice chat and voice calling, and it's terrible. You know, like Skype has Skype is really good at that. You know, yeah, but. I think, but if if a year ago we had said, "Oh, hey, you know, Valve's gonna, you know, get into the hardware market," we would have kind of been like, "Dude, no, that's no," and that's exactly what's happening now. And I'm, I'm I, you know, I have no information. I'm just, I'm just sort of, you know, throwing throwing darts into the wind. But I mean, it, it, that's you dangerous, know, it, Nick. It is dangerous. Well, actually, not really. I don't think the wind, would, the darts, are very aerodynamic. I don't think the wind would affect it too much. But um. No, it, it, okay, it, Mr. I don't know. Science. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a food for thought, I guess. It's not like anything would happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, I can't imagine that it would make a big deal. To be honest with you, but hey, maybe maybe I'm just not thinking it through. I don't know if we're on the same page or not. Well, I don't think there's a page to be on. That's the problem. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, let's move on to our next topic. Let's talk about the state of Massachusetts <laughs> and uh, a couple of things that they're doing uh, in regards to, to video games. Because, uh, you know, the the shooting took place a couple of weeks ago, you know, in December. And since then, uh, it just appears that people are more, sen- especially in, well, in that state, they're just more sensitive to violence now and violence in video games, you know, for obvious reasons. But, uh, some things just appear to be going a little bit overboard, at least in my opinion. Like, for example, um, the Department of Transportation in Massachusetts um, is pulling violent video games from rest stops, uh, I guess, along their turnpike or, or just across the state in general. Uh, due to one complaint, it would seem like this article, you know, the article that we have here from Game Politics only 
references, you know, uh, a single complaint from a family where uh, they were from, uh, you know, they were from Newtown and they were in a rest stop and they, I guess they heard some violent, uh, a violent game being played. Cause you know, it was probably one of those, the shoot, the shooting games, you know, time crisis or Terminator or whatever they have in the old ones. And it, it made them uneasy. So they made a call Department of Transportation, the DOT, they actually agreed, and they started pulling uh, the violent games from, you know, the, uh, the turnpike rest stops. And I mean, I'm not necessarily against it, but I'm like, hmm, it seems a little overboard. You know, I think. For me. Well, it's, I think it's one of those things where maybe it's a little bit overboard. But on the other hand, I don't think I don't think there's a, a strong outcry to play games that are what border on like a decade old. Yeah. I mean. It's. I mean, our, our arcades have kind of been dead for a while to the point that the only place you see them are like rest stops or, you know, as much as you can consider like the, you know, the two or three video game machines and like your movie, your movie theater lobby and arcade. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's, you know, it's, it's noteworthy enough. They're, they're, they're gone far enough that it's noteworthy when we find an actual arcade that, that's actually news and it's sort of a place to be revered. And I think in this case, it, it, it's it's sensible only in the sense that there's nothing saying that in the future they can't bring them back, but no, nobody's going to go and say, oh, you know, I'm I'm glad, you know, I'm not, or, you know, I'm glad that these are, you know, these video games are there. Nobody's going to say that I'm not going to go to the DOT rest stops now because they're not there. I think the the only effect they can have on people is a negative one, at least as far as reminding them of incidents. And so at least, you know, for the time being, you know, removing them, you know, they, they still left, uh, what is it, I think, Miss Pac-Man and uh, what was it, uh, Galaga, and I think there was uh, oh, Cruisin' Exotica um, were, the, were the other three console games that were still, or arcade games rather, that were still in the uh, in the arcade. So, I mean, it's not like they, they got all, all the games together. Um, you know, you, you you know, it's not like they're making an argument that Galaga or Miss Pac-Man, you know, featuring, you know, like space violence and, go, you know, yellow puck on ghost violence. It's not like they're saying like, you know, they're, they're it's not like they're blindly equating that all. Um, and it's, you know, and it, it, it's I don't think I don't think anybody's really being hurt by this. I don't think there's going to be any large outcry to say, hey, we want, you know, I mean, if there, if there was, this would be the article to sort of, you know, to uh, incite that. And I, I think everybody's kind of like, you know, right now, you know, it, it, there there are many there are many other steps that I think can be criticized as overreaching. Uh, I think this one, it's it's this is more just sort of just a, a general sensitivity because even then, as you said, it was only one complaint. But uh, who where was it? The uh, the the head of the DOT. I mean, he he said basically that you know once he heard the complaint uh, that it, it, it uh, let's see here that it just made sense. Uh, what was the guy's name? It was uh, Transportation Secretary Richard Davey, um, who said uh, that uh, I just think it makes sen- all the sense in the world to have it be a more passive game. So as far as like what games would be available, so it, it's I don't know. I'm not too I'm, uh, it, I'm not too upset about this. It, I I was a little confused when I first saw the headline. I thought they were selling violent video games in the rest stops, which didn't make any sense to me. But uh, once right. I looked at once I looked into it, it uh, well, see, maybe that's what we should argue. If they're not doing that, they should be. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, no. I'm, 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 this this seems like a fairly calm move, and I don't, I don't. As I said, I think it's a fairly minor minor issue overall. I'm not too worried about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't have like I don't, I don't have any, any problem with it per se. You know, um, 
I can see how it could, you know, especially if they were there, recall the incident. But I guess I do think removing them completely is is, is going a bit overboard. But I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna cause any big waves or you know big ripples or you know lead to more things down the road. Personally, well, I, th- I don't think. I think if the DOT sees a noticeable drop in any kind of revenue they were getting from those games, then they'll be back in some form. But again, given that they're ten years old, I can't. I don't see how that happens. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It's. You know, they're probably just going to be. You know, retired in, in some fashion or other. Probably. Now, the other thing that's happening in the uh, the state is uh, the mayor of Melrose, Mayor Robert Dolan of Melrose, Massachusetts, is uh, launching an initiative. Uh, I guess it's what called New Year, New Direction. It'll encourage families to get rid of violent video games, movies, toys, uh, to the city yard and return for a coupon sheet that includes deals with local businesses and possibly a get-out-of-homework-free coupon children can use at school i think that's brilliant <laughs> no, i think that's brilliant and here's why because when you're a kid how much would you pay to get out of your homework but why do you want to get out of your homework because why wouldn't you want to get out of your homework so, so you, you can play you with your toys and your video right. games okay but here's the but, thing here's the thing here's the thing you they, just traded all that in wait no 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 who said you traded all that in? You go to GameStop, you find the cheapest Call of Duty you can. You know, like three years old, however old. Probably for what, five bucks, maybe you can probably find a crappy copy. You take that, you give that in there, and then boom, you're out of your homework for a night. For five bucks, I think that's a good deal. That would have to be a really smart kid doing that. Well, if. Well, yeah, then again, if these are kids trying to get out of their homework, then they're probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, well, they, if they listen to the MASH cast. There you go. I just I hope they don't listen to the Mashcast. You can, you can <laughs> all your thirteen-year-old friends. Nick gave you this idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think their parents—they have bad parents. Their parents let them listen to the Mashcast. Well, even though, but that's—I think that's actually a, a valid, a valid. Well, not listening to the Mashcast, but oh, um, I'm seriously, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. But I, I think if you want to get into bad parenting, I think the argument can be made depending on the age of these kids, as far as who you know. How old should they be playing Call of Duty? How old should they be playing, you know, some of the violent games? You know, it's uh, there was a meme that I saw on Facebook, and uh, it showed, um, it said, it said, uh, you know, like Call of Duty, and it said like who, who it's aimed at, and it showed like a guy, you know, like a college age bro, and it said who plays it, and it showed like a little eight year old, and it right. said Pokemon, who it's aimed at, and it showed the, the little eight year old, and it said who plays it, the college age bro, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think there's a bit of a, I think there, there I think there's a valid issue to say that sometimes you know that you know not and I mean this isn't mandatory. It's not like the state is coming to your door with a bag, you know, rummaging through your stuff to take your media. But you know, they think an argument can be made that maybe some of these kids of a certain age pro- probably shouldn't be playing this in the first place. And it's it's. You know, I mean, obviously, every kid's different. Every parent should know what their kid can and can't handle. But I think generally it's the kind of thing, like, if you go to an R-rated movie and you see, like, an eight-year-old in there, you kind of look at the parent and be like, really, dude? Like, you know, really? But I I think, you know, this kind of falls into the same, same, uh, you know, same line of that. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, if in terms of, like, the content of the games, if a child or, you know, a kid is playing a Call of Duty game, that's rest solely on the parent um 
in my opinion, you know, it's so easy to to know, you know, what the game's rated as. Not to mention, I don't know, in most states, well, most, uh, actually, I'm sorry, it doesn't even matter what state it is. I'm pretty sure places like GameStop and Best Buy, no matter, you know, what state it is, they will tell you, they they are obligated to tell the parent, like, this is a mature rated title, that means X, Y, and Z. And then, when the child is actually playing the game, and the child's playing Call of Duty, as much as they drop, like, you know, the F-bomb, you know, you you gotta know. Yeah, oh no, <laughs> but, but but I think that's the, fundamentally, it's, the inf- they can be given the information, but unless they actually process the information, then it doesn't do anything. I think it's just one of those things, that are like, yeah, yeah, my kid wants this game, oh, it's rated M, they're, they're too young to be playing it, whatever, my kid wants this game, it'll shut them up if I give it to them, and so let me buy the game here, and then go home, and they'll play it in the other room while I sit there and just zone out and do whatever I do as a parent, and then, you, you know, and I, I think, and fundamentally though, it could almost be the argument could be made that those are the kids that probably need this the most because they're, you know, they're 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 voluntarily exposing themselves to this media without any sort of parental filter. But those parents, even if they hear about this, they're not going to care because they're just not they're not tuned into what's going on there. I think any parent who's aware of what their kids are doing, and I'm 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 not necessarily saying that oh you're a bad parent if you let your kid play Call of Duty at eight, but unless you're engaged in the activity with you understand what that means and, and you're aware that your kid is able to handle that and i'd wager most eight-year-olds aren't um <laughs> yeah. you know it, it's 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 really i think to a degree there's a, there's a bit of a problem there yeah but the i guess the main point of the article is you know them doing this drive to to collect violent media and my problem with this is that you know once again this is due to the the newtown shooting is that there's somebody else thinking that oh the problem is violent media you know the, the media. go ahead well no i don't think they're saying that that is the problem um but I, it, it it doesn't help it no i mean you know it, i mean uh, you know earlier I, I talked about sort of dishonored and how you can kind you know you can use the ability for you can use the ability of the, of the decision between sort of choosing the violent path or choosing the, the nonviolent path to sort of explore that that type of content. And that actually has some validity. But, you know, some of these games like, you know, Call of Duty, all you're, all you're doing is shooting people. There's no – well, maybe not in the, the newest one because you were saying that, uh, you know, that that's actually a bit open-ended in some regards. Yeah. But – there's, you know, several of these games where it's really the whole game is shooting. It's 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 one of the old, you know, it's one of the older tropes in game. I mean, there's, it's called a first person shooter for a reason. And, you know, and I'm not, you know, not to decry the whole genre, but I, I think, you know, and it's not it's not the kind of thing where and see, that's why I, I feel like in a lot of ways this is this is misguided, um, because as I said earlier, I think a lot of the people that really would need would need to be. You know, that could actually use this. I think the parents in that case aren't going to care. I think if the parents do see this, you know, the parents that would actually care about this, maybe they'll take some old games in. I think it, it, I don't think I can't see anybody turning in Black Ops Two over this, unless they they're getting a really sweet kind of gift certificate or whatever whatever the trade in program is. But I feel like if somebody was going to do that, then they'll just go and buy a used copy of Black Ops Two, and then they'll they'll come out ahead in some way. That if you, I mean, if, if you know, if you're old enough to, to play the games and make the decisions. You know, then this doesn't apply to you in a way. This is more, I think, for for families to sort of, you know, for parents really to sort of get the opportunity to examine what their kids are playing and then make the decision. You know, should my kid be playing this? I mean, I, I totally, you know, see what you're saying. And if they did something like this before the Newtown shooting, I think I totally, 
be with you on that. But this comes off to me as as a knee jerk reaction. Like you know, the, the the shooting happens. It's horrible, and they're just like, "Well, what was the cause? What's what's to blame here?" And you know, people are pointing fingers. We have the vice president of the United States meeting with the video game industry to try to come up with a solution for gun violence. Well, he met with more than just the video game industry. Yeah, I, think, I mean, we're no, we're 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 a bit sensitive to this because we get attacked by this every time. Every time there's a shooting, video games are the culprit, and so we're we're very, you know, we're very sensitive to this to the point, you know, it's almost like as soon as we, you know, as, you know, we we almost start raising the shields as soon as we hear any, you know, any kind of gun incident, and to say that i mean it's it's you know hollywood gets lumped into it too you know you know movies and tv shows get lumped into it too but they've you know they've sort of been around longer they've especially in hollywood you know they've got they've got the lobbyists they've got the you know they've got the money that we're still working to get you know it, it, i think that's kind of you know we we talk a little bit about how video games want to be like hollywood with their premieres and their you know and their oh you know you know halo or made more than uh, was halo or call of duty made more than avatar yeah. um in like you a know, day. <laughs> in like a day, yeah. You know, we try to we try to act like we're on the same page as them. And and this incident shows that no, we're still the little kid on the block in that regard. And so yeah, no, it, it's you know, and in, in this case, you know, when you've got, you know, three people standing in a room, they're gonna, you know, and something goes wrong, they're gonna turn on the smallest one and start kicking them in the teeth. And so we're you know, we, we like our teeth. We use them to chew food. And so, you know, we're just trying to protect that. And and I think it's you know so, so I mean you know meeting with with Joe Biden I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's it's and is, is this a bit of a knee jerk reaction yes but unfortunately I think sometimes sometimes the only way you get a reaction is with a knee jerk reaction so I mean it'll be interesting to see did they say this is just like a one time thing or is this going to be going forward anytime you want to get rid a, of your violent media you can go and turn it in it's an initiative so I would so, imagine that it is going to it, it, actually it starts February first. So I believe that they're actually going to be trying to, um, you know, push it out, I guess, indefinitely. Yeah. But, you know, but we can say every time something happens, they start blaming violent media in general. And then they start looking at video games, which, you know, I guess because more interactive and I guess it's more impactful, the violence. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a scapegoat and it's a, it's an easy way out. In my opinion, like so, oh, it's the video games, you know. When I'm, yeah, you know, like since like, as far like I can remember back to like Columbine, you know, and then you have people in the news like, oh, oh, those two guys, they played Doom and with God mode on, and that's Who? why they just decided to kill all those people. Like, are you what? fucking kidding me? What sixteen-year-old at the time didn't play Doom with God mode on? Right, or, you know, well, not so much the God mode, but Doom. Like, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, it's it's you know, they probably had like you know, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think what music was popular back then, like a Nirvana CD or something too. Like everybody had yeah. that. It's not, but it's it's one of those it's one of those situations where I think the the the, the as an observer, the jump from a situation where you're you know virtually shooting somebody to the situation where you're really shooting somebody is a lot shorter than the jump from oh they listened to a random cd or they you know they watched a random tv show to shooting somebody i mean some of the stuff what was it uh i mean you you can go back and like didn't catch her in the rye inspire uh i know it was jodie foster jodie foster inspired uh uh was it uh i can't think of the guy's name the guy that shot reagan and like you know and 
you know, the, the people shoot for a lot of strange reasons. And it's, you know, it, it's not, I mean, it's, and it's not saying, it's not saying that, you know, the media is bad, but it's, it's not, this is not the be all end all. It's not like this program is going to fix the problem. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, the programs like this will, will sprout up and, you know, people start trading in games like, oh yeah, look, you know, it's helping out when it, all it really is is masking the real problem, which is way more complicated and it's going to take resources and time to, you know, figure out and fix if it's even fixable, you know? Sometimes people are just crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, um, sometimes they're just nuts and no, they do I, crazy things. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I agree that it's going to take way more resources. But I think to say that this is masking the problem, I think this is more – it's like this is just a very – I mean, I, I think fundamentally the way they're implementing this, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a, it's a valid program. But it's a small piece of an overall larger puzzle. And I think that – you know, because it's a larger puzzle, like that's really what we need to focus on. I mean, fundamentally, you know, this is nice. It's not. It's not like they're going into GameStops and pulling all the Call of Duties off the shelves and saying no. You know, it's not like they're they're you know they're like Australia where what you couldn't even buy an M rated game until recently. Um, so I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's not like this is you know draconian impositions upon everybody to start playing. You know, only playing Little Big Planet and everybody be happy and love your Mario. This is it's. it's I think again, this is a it's a it's a very measured step and i i think is it's not compulsory so i i can't you know i'm willing to go go along with this for the time being well i say i do think it i think it's compulsive and if i saw this come out with some other initiatives they were trying to do let's say a mental health initiative and you know or you know try you know, to try to you know take care of that aspect however much that is or you know gun control initiative you know if I saw that, like, you know, this, if I saw, like, a plan come together like that, like, you know, these were the things that contributed to this, 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 you know, this event happening, then I'd be more like, okay, well, th that's one thing, but no, this is, in my opinion, they, they're just using media as a scapegoat and be like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's collect, let's, let's people give, give people the opportunity to turn in their violent media. Well, yeah, you're no, you're right because the I think the problem is that the factors that went into play, and especially, you know, there are so many industries involved that have you know financial stakes in this that for everybody I think to <clears throat> for everybody to really begin to examine this fully, I think somebody's got to kind of got a cop to, you know, effect, not not dropping the ball, but somebody's got to got a cop to being the bad guy, and right now nobody wants to do that. So because nobody is the bad guy. Well, no, well, no well, I, I, I think at the, at the very least, at the very least, I think you, 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 we need better mental health initiatives and nobody's really pushing for that. And I think the question has become, why aren't, you know, like there are people, I guess there are people arguing, but no, there's no, there's no great initiative sort of springing forth. I mean, we, we, we hear about, you know, gun legislation, but we don't hear about any kind of like, no, we need, we need a, a, a better approach to dealing with, you know, the mental illness. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what we're seeing here. And I think the question is sort of why is nobody looking at that angle of it? What, who's, who are we protecting by not doing that? Right. I, I say, I, I agree with you, but like, by me saying like, you know, there's nobody's the bad guy, like, you know, who knows, even if there were initiatives to, to help people with more mental, to help people with mental health or to identify people with mental health, you know, there's no telling this could have slipped through the cracks anyway. You know, it's not like, it's not like they were his guns, you know? Yeah. It was, there's a lot, there's so many things that happened that caused this to happen. Negligence, the mental health thing, you know, 
and maybe who knows maybe he was into violent media and it kind of indulged him and, and egged him on who know maybe but j- those things aren't necessarily like when he decided to go do what he did when he decided to walk into that school those things didn't make him do that well except maybe the mental health thing <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying but yeah, that's like I don't think like you know you can. That's I don't, there should be no finger pointing like oh video games you're the problem oh movies you're the problem oh NRA you know guns they're they're the problem you know that that didn't like you know it was his choice even though it might have been a choice you know it was a choice due to his mental health. That's what I'm saying you know just yeah. there's no bad guy in that aspect. Yeah, but 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 overall I think. I think again, there's a very larger scope, and I think as as a small piece of that, you know, re- yes, this is a knee jerk reaction, but I think this piece itself, I don't, I, I, I have no problem with this. I think this is a fine little measure. Okay, well, this this is where we agree to disagree, and after the mash cast, me and Nick will have a knife fight. Tune in, tune in next week to see who's left standing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like whoever's not on the podcast, they lost. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where is Rob and Mikey this week anyway? <laughs> what did they disagree with you about recently? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I guess so that will take us into our last topic, which uh, there's actually some disagreements on this one as well. But it's regarding to uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and same-sex relationships. Uh, so recently, uh, Bioware, they uh, I guess they created a new planet or a new zone. Where uh, and where there'll be a new um, romance option for companion NPCs, where you know you can have a uh, same-sex relationship with you know an NPC. I haven't played st- uh, the, uh, the Old Republic yet, so I don't know how relationships work in that MMO. I I played it uh, one of the free weekends a few months ago. It's uh, I don't know if you played any of the prior Old Republic games, but it's a, it's a lot of, uh, you know, there's dialogue options you get to build up. I think there's there's missions you get to specifically go on with people. Um, I'd say it's fairly similar to sort of the Mass Effect style, um, whereas you go along and, you, you you know, depending on the options you choose and the dialogue paths, uh, certain characters will give you the option to, uh, you know, be romantically entangled and other characters will just, you know, they're your bro and that's it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, now you can have some type of remote or a romantic relationship with uh, with uh, same sex, you know, NPCs of the same sex. Uh, now, the problem that some people run into that it's only one planet or one zone, and that's it. So they're they're gonna attack from two sides here, EA and Bioware. They're gonna attack from the uh, I guess the, the the people who are pro, you know, who are for this. They're saying that. Oh, it, you've segregated, you know, the, the 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 gay romance or the homosexual romance onto one planet, you know. You made it ghetto, and then you have the people who don't want the same sex relationships going on. So they get hit from both sides. They they just lost on both on both ends, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. It seems like in a situation like this, like you've clearly got to pick a side because there's no middle ground and. I don't think it's necessarily that they tried to walk middle ground here. It just looks like they did, or rather, they didn't. They didn't. It look. You know, it looks like they didn't commit to the one side full enough, and so yeah, it's it's they. You know, the people that, you know, the the people that that uh, you know, that, that uh, 
dis- disagree with homosexuality are, are very upset with them for allowing this at all. And then the people that are pro-homosexuality are uh, they're disappointed because they didn't go far enough. But I think the, the problem, if you look at it, because it, it fundamentally all, it all stems from a blog post um, on the uh, the state of the game number two on the developer blog uh, that was posted last week by uh, Jeff Hickman. Um, and you know, there's a little paragraph on there about uh, you know same gender romances, um, and it's you know, and, and basically what he says is, uh, let's see here. Uh, unfortunately, this will take a lot more work than we realized at the time. Uh, it has been delayed as we focus on the changes required to make the game free to play. As we said in the past, allowing the same gender romance is something we are very supportive of. Um, and fundamentally, it sounds like they're not. It sounds like they just didn't implement it properly yet. Like it seems to me like it's it's they're doing this new expansion, which is what they're currently working on. And if they're going to put it in, they're going to put it in there. Well, it's not really an expansion, just a new new, a new planet with new content. And so they, they don't have the ability to go back really and put it into the existing content uh, due to the, I guess the nature of the dialogue trees and, and 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 stuff of that nature. So unfortunately, they're sort of stuck putting it into this new content, and they're only adding one planet. So it gives the appearance of a ghetto, but it's totally not intended to be that way and i think it's one of those things you know give them a few times i'm sure the next i, I feel like after this blowback on them the ne- they'll 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 add it somewhere else in the game so at least it's they they can get that stigma off of them um as far as this being stuck somewhere that they shouldn't be uh yeah you know what i think it's a huge overreaction on both on both on the you know for both parties you know and shows uh, i guess maybe an ignorance of how game development works and for pc gamers typically you know pc gamers are a bit more in tune with you know game development and you know things being rolled out and and and, and the way patches work and stuff like that so it's a little surprising but you know it would cost like first of all if they were to go back and add these options to the other npcs throughout the game you know from the beginning right the patch wouldn't be here right now first of all that that's for sure. It's gonna it will take them much longer to get it done and roll it out. Another thing is it will cost them so much money to get that done to implement that new feature, then to the point where they probably couldn't really justify spending that amount of money. Because let's be real, the majority of players using it, you know, using majority of players would not use that option. Okay, so you have something that that's set for the minority. They they look at you know, how much it's going to cost versus, uh, you know, who's really going to use it and what they can really get out of it. And if, if it doesn't make sense, then they're not going to do it. Now, who, there's actually nothing that says they're not going to go back and do it at a later time. They could do it at a later time when they have more time to go back and add these options in. But right now, it's just not the right time. Like you said, the patch only included the one, the, the one new zone or the one new planet. So who says that they weren't planning to you know, on the next patch that had two new planets, it will, you know, or all the planets going forward, that's what they were going to do. You know, this, it's, it's a new feature. They're, they're rolling it out. You know, Bioware, if there's any company that's not afraid of doing, you know, same sex relationships, it's Bioware. Dragon Age 2. Uh, actually, Dragon Age 2, like, I've heard stuff about Dragon Age 2 that people, made fun of it because it was so easy to accidentally get into a same-sex romance <laughs> it just accidentally happened yeah like just... like, like basically like from what i've I've talked to people and i've th- read things on the internet of course that you know it's not very clear it was not as clear as it should be you know when you're talking to somebody 
and you get into it, and you want, you know, you know the the things that you say to them, that it's going to lead to a same sex relationship. You know, so that's the thing about Bioware, like it was very liberal there. Well, that that could be realistic. I'm sure there are situations that happen where somebody doesn't realize that one person is asking different questions than they're asking. But uh, yeah, yeah but absolutely. With a cutscene though, once it starts, you can't stop it. There's no whoa, <laughs> we gotta we whoa, yeah, that no, but uh. Yeah, no, but but even then, it, it goes back before Dragon Age too. I mean, they had it in the first Dragon Age. They had uh, was it Jevron, who who was the uh, the, the well, actually he's more he was more of a bisexual character. But they had him in there, um, and you know even even then, then uh, you know it goes back to the first Mass Effect with the you know the you know the relationship with Liara, which wasn't explicitly it wasn't explicitly gay if you were a female, but she. Because her, I mean, the whole Asari. Asari gender issue They're is all kind of female, yeah, yeah. But then, but no, but really, it all comes back to the first, uh, the first game, the you know, Knights of the Old Republic with uh, Juhani, and you know, she had, you know, th- that was the whole subtext, which I don't think they explicitly spelled it out. But if you played very closely, you meet, you know, you meet her because she's angry because her friend, and that's in intentional quotes. Uh, you know, was killed, and then you have to either calm her down, at which point you bring her into the party, and as you talk to her later on and get to know her, you find out that, you know, that she was very close with this friend, and then, actually, yeah, I think it leads to a scene where if you're a female and she's a female, it kind of leads to a scene where she hits on you. And um, and I remember that got a lot of attention at the time, because then, again, this was, what, like 2003? So right. to, to see something of that nature at the time, that was really far-fetched. Um, you know, now, you know, now as, as you've established, Bioware has paved the way for a lot of this. And I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the problem they've fallen into is for a company that's, that, that's used to, and, and even then, I guess it's, it's almost, even then, I think people were still, I mean, people were disappointed that in the first game, it didn't go further than it did. But again, that was sort of breaking the envelope. Um, but then in the first Mass Effect, you could, you, you know, there was no male on male shepherd option. Um, and I'm, I can't remember if they they added that in two or not. And I haven't played three to know if it's in there. I'm pretty sure it's in Mass Effect three. I think it's in three. Yeah. I think we I think we did talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, but I mean they've I think they've they've always been. I, I almost get the feeling that they don't know how far they're comfortable going on all of this. That. I think that as far as they go, they always find that fan base asking them, no, no, we want you to go further. We want you to go further, which is fine because they, I mean, I think ultimately they kind of want them to go as far as, you know, with all the possible relationships that they're exploring with, with, you know, the heterosexual relationships. And it seems that in this case, that just due to the implementation of the game, that they didn't get the, the opportunity to go that far. And now they've got a fan base that they've built up themselves that's incredibly disappointed and turning out against them. And it doesn't help that now you, now it's getting attention from the mainstream media who has no clue what's going on. And so it's just they're, they're really getting hit from all sides on this. Yeah, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's they, I don't think they really did anything wrong from a development standpoint. It's sound. What they did is, is sound. They're rolling out a brand new feature, and it's not like it's just like you know an interface option or some type of option or some new type of weapon or anything like that. It has to do with dialogue and interaction, and you just can't go back and mess up the old previous interactions. No, and that's exactly right. But the problem is, all they say uh, in the blog post is, I want to reveal today that we are adding uh, SGR, same-gender romance, with some NPCs on Makeb and do intend on pursuing more SGR options in the future. And that's all they say. And, yeah, it's it's the problem is, I think, 
as somebody who's used to parsing, you know, like developer speak, as someone who's used to sort of approaching it from like a development perspective, oh yeah, that makes sense. They're rolling out this planet. They're putting them on that planet. That's the content that they're working on because they're not going to go back and rework older content at this point. But again, for somebody, for, for somebody who doesn't have that, that's like the worst thing you can say. They should have said, we're rolling it out at this point going forward. We're starting with this planet. I think if they had said something along those lines, we're starting with this planet and every planet from now on. If they had said something like that, I think that would have alleviated a lot of this problem. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, that's... People are overreacting. Like, they read what they want to and then they go forward. Like, they said, you know, we're doing SGR on this planet and then we'll have more in the future. That's more than enough. That is more than enough. It should be, but people... I think you're right. People are reading what they want to. So in this case, you need to be as clear as possible. And, you know, the less the less leeway you give them for interpretation, the better. And what pursuing more SGR options in the future, that's a lot of leeway. And, and, and so, yeah, I think once they... I'm surprised they haven't sort of come out to clarify that yet. But I don't know, unless, unless this is just, they're literally just dipping their toe in the water and then gauging the reaction and then they'll make a decision going from there but I can't imagine um, I can't imagine that to be the case based on their history exactly so I, I can't see Bioware like well we just want to test it out and see what happens they've already tested it out in their games like, they, they know like you know retake Mass Effect wasn't about the, the same gender same gender relationships you know I wonder though um, I mean I feel I feel that especially the way that tour worked out um it feels a, a lot like ea's influence is strong in uh, on that game and i think ea was kind of looking at it to be sort of their cash cow you know their their wow as it were and i almost get the feeling that what you had the who was it was it musica and, and who was the other gentleman that left recently and i wonder if maybe they weren't you know, maybe it's one of the situations where the proponents of this in the past aren't in a position to be such a strong proponent anymore. And so maybe that's why now everybody's expecting something out of Bioware and the reasons for expecting it aren't there. And so now we're getting this kind of muddled, you know, how did they do it before? Well, we don't really know. And how do we handle this going forward? We don't really know kind of response. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's disappointing, bizarre, and, and just, terrible really it's i don't know it's unfortunate it's it, it possible I, I, that what you said you know it makes a lot of sense but you know you can't expect the development of like let's say a mass effect to be the same as an mmo you know it, it, yeah they're both rpgs but mmos are on such a large scale you know and it, the, the world is always live and it's just it's just, it's just a different game you know the world is always live and the world is always changing. It's, I mean, you could maybe do DLC, but see, I don't think people would be as concerned because in DLC, they'd understand, oh, this is all they're releasing. They're not going to go back and change the release game. So if they're just going to give us an extra planet and it happens to be a character on that planet, I think people would understand that better. But here it's like, people are like, well, you have, you have the ability to change the world at any time and, and, you know, reshape it in in the the vision that you should be reshaping it to. And you're not doing that. I don't, I don't think, as you said, I don't think they're realizing just what that entails. And, and how difficult that would be. Yeah, so... Well, I think Bioware is pretty good about handling their their communities for the most part. I'd, I'd <laughs> say, if, if anything, I feel like over this last year they're getting... I don't know if they're getting better or worse at dealing with controversy because as much as they... On the one hand, as much as they keep getting into it, but, it, I mean, people still like them. Oh, yeah, people still like them. It's just, it's always, like, the 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 loudest people are the ones that you hear. So, typically, they're the complainers. 
Very true. You know, so I, I think they're gonna, they'll they'll come out. They'll you know they'll probably make another statement, and then you know when the next patch rolls out and there's more planets with SGR, it'll be fine. And none of this will ever happen. I, you know, or or, or or even mattered, I should say. I almost feel like in the end, it's really a moot point. I I, I mean, I know that what they're they've gone free to play now, so I feel like they're it's only a big deal because it's Star Wars and because it's Bioware. But I feel like as a game overall, this really. You know, it's it's not like it's it's the top. It's not like it's 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 even a, a top MMO at this point. It's it's just one of many, and it's it, it, I almost it's I think it's it's an it's almost like if this was any other game, I don't know that we'd be talking about it. Very true. Unless unless it was unless it was WoW because WoW is that large. If it was like any other MMO, I don't know that we'd be talking about it though. Right. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap up our topics for tonight. Uh, let's see what's coming out. Next week, I know. Well, DMC is pretty much the only notable thing that came out this week. Uh, but next week looks like Devil May Cry for PC, Dishonored in the Xbox Live Marketplace. But in terms of games, new games coming out, nothing really. Uh, all that, uh, I guess, impressive. For I guess a massive. You know, you have like Strike Suit Zero, which is supposed to be pretty good. And then you have uh, Shoot Mania Storm, which I am looking forward to, but that's because I'm an arena shooter fan, and I'm always looking for new arena shooters to play. So I'll definitely be probably be on that day one, and just to see where it is. Um, well, the Hitman trilogy is coming out after that, and uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault, which that's going to be on PS Vita. That's the, that sounds like the title of like you know like a, a uh, God what was the name of the the, the rare game um, with the squirrel Oh uh, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day Yeah like it sounds like a Conquer game Full Frontal Assault Yeah it does <laughs> you it know. does But yeah, um, that's that's a good game yeah. I missed that <laughs> <laughs> uh, But Skulls of the Shogun But yeah we're still slightly in the dead zone But look look at this March uh, what did I say February fifth uh, fucking um, Dead Space 3 so the questions will be answered did they nerf it or did they not is, is it crappy or is it super crappy right exactly so you know we're we're getting we're, we're warming up this year DMC came out I hear it's pretty good um, Strike Suit Zero for those interested in that but be honest with you I, uh, I mean, it looks interesting but I, you know I don't know we'll see what happens I'll probably wind up playing it because it's, it's space and it looks pretty cool. So, <laughs> is uh, Nino Cooney? I've heard some hype for that game. I think that comes out next week. Nino Cooney? Yeah, I'm not personally. I'm not sure what it is. I just have seen people talking about Wrath it. Wrath of the White Witch. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no idea what that is. It looks like it's based off of an anime, though. Yeah, I think that's why people are excited about it. That yeah. might make sense. Okay. I guess we'll find out. Why don't you play it for us, Nicholas? Now. I, I got to get back to WoW. My 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 crops are waiting to be harvested. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's gonna bring us to the end of the, our show here. Um, you can well, thanks for listening, of course. But uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud.com/slash Mash Those Buttons. You probably listen to that right now. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Uh, if you just want to subscribe to iTunes, you know, look on the site. And we actually, I believe, on SoundCloud as well, there's a link to our iTunes. So you can subscribe directly to that. 
Uh, we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio, which is available for your Android and iOS devices for streaming. Uh, but you can also download the show on there now. Uh, we're on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, Facebook.com, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. And YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. And uh, like I said, as always, we appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.